You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Monday here on the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're suffering from a Super Bowl hangover, I'm right there with you. So we're going to talk a ton of Utah athletics today to help you get over it, help you get rolling, help you get going and motoring down your Monday road. It's been a big weekend for the University of Utah. The headlining sport, foremost, men's basketball, not in action this weekend, but plenty of other sports in action and plenty of other sports dominating. We're going to talk a little bit about Danny Drew's big weekend against Arizona State and the Utah women's volleyball team staying perfect. We'll also talk about the Utah lacrosse team going on the road, getting a big win at Bellarmine, and big news announcing them joining the ASUN conference. We'll talk a little bit about what that means for the program, which teams they'll be participating in the conference with, and what exactly the ASUN or the ASUN conference is, and how it benefits the lacrosse team and the lacrosse program and the University of Utah overall. We're also going to break down a big, big meet for the gymnastics team as they come back against Pac-12 opponent Arizona State. And we'll finish off with some talk about the men's golf team and the men's tennis team getting big wins along with everyone else. All that and all of your favorite stuff here on the Locked on Utes podcast for Monday, February 8th, 2021. Happy Monday to all my Utah friends and family. This is the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. It is a Monday, as I said. I don't know about y'all. Mondays are always a struggle for me, especially after a Super Bowl. But we have a lot to talk about today, and I'm super excited to get to that. Jake is out today. He will be back tomorrow, keeping our fingers crossed for that one. And we can get his thoughts on the weekend action and also on the basketball team's big win over Arizona. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about that on Thursday. But today, I want to talk and I want to start out with Utah volleyball because the Lady Utes went on the road to Arizona State and just had an absolutely killer weekend. And no, that's not a pun. Yes, it is based on the fact that Danny Drews had 21 kills over the weekend in a two-game set at Arizona State. In the first uh, first match, first game, she posted 31 kills as she and the rest of the Utes rallied to beat Arizona State in the first set. Utah took the, the win... 25 to 8, but then Arizona State then rallied to win the next two sets and go up 2-1, forcing a fourth set, at which point they were leading, forcing the women's volleyball team into their first uh underdog situation of the year. They they have not trailed all year uh up until this up until that point on Friday night and or Friday afternoon, I guess would be more more accurate. 
and Drews was serving and led them on an 8-1 to one run to take control of the fourth set. Uh, Utah was leading 24-16. to 16. Arizona State tried to get some momentum coming back, but Danny just killed it on the spot with a set-clinching kill to force the fifth set, at which point Utah won that one 15-8, taking the first first game, the first match, 3-2, to two, and then finishing it up on Sunday afternoon by taking that one three sets to nothing. So another dominant performance, another win for our number eight ranked Utah women's volleyball team. Some other good con- contributions on the road from Zoe Weatherington. Kenzie Kerber contem- continues to play well. Phoebe Grace also uh, posting five kills and, and three blocks in, in the Sunday afternoon affair. And then, uh, you know, Zoe Weatherington really being consistent, had 12 kills in the first game and then nine kills in the second. Kills obviously mean points um, for those who don't really understand volleyball, which is me. But it's a really it speaks really strongly to what's happened to University of Utah athletics overall as they become more and more competitive and and really just grown and evolved and it's a lot of credit to Beth Lanier, who has done a great job leading the program. They've really built and, and worked hard to grow this program. And for them to be not only competitive, but in a sense leading the Pac-12 is, is a strong accomplishment. I think a big reason for that right now, though, is has got to be obvious that it's Danny Drews. Uh, and I posed the question, I guess I didn't pose it, but I said, Jackson and Cody could never when quote tweeting the final results from Friday afternoon's match. And I, it led to some discussion on there about who the best Barton athlete is. And for my money, it's Danny. It really is. Now we're going to hold mama and Papa Barton out of this discussion for a little bit, because I think it's, if we're talking about them, then it's, it's obviously a much different discussion because both Paul and Mickey or two sport athletes at the University of Utah. Paul was a football and baseball player, and Mickey played basketball and then double-dipped her junior and senior year in volleyball. She was an uh, honorable mention All-American in basketball and then you know, just a very phenomenal volleyball player as well. Uh, but Danny has carried the mantle for her mom and the rest of the family. I think she's probably one of the most outstanding players in Utah volleyball history without a doubt but her her ability to just take over games the way that she was able to just completely lead the team back when they were struggling and and put the stamp on an amazing comeback in that fourth set and then lead them on to victory in the fifth set it's very very impressive and I think it's one of those things that we tend to overlook when we're talking about a lot of the more popular sports, especially football and basketball, that there have been some really impressive athletes in in other sides of of athletics here at the University of Utah. I think gymnastics probably gets the most uh, most attention, the most due. And there are, I mean, it's probably the most competitive outside of, well, I mean, it's outside of maybe skiing. I think it's the one that nationally has been most competitive, although I know it's been a little bit since they've won a national championship. I'm not going to judge them for that. But I do think it's worth recognizing and pointing out just exactly what it was that the volleyball team did this weekend and what they're continuing to do. I 5-0 and in the Pac-12. They are just rolling, steamrolling opponents. You know, they outscored Arizona State uh, in the first match 
67 kills to 32 in the second one. It was 44 to 33. Uh, very few errors on this team, and they have a legit superstar in in Danny Drews, uh, who I think can really lead this team far. And, and I'm not sure what the postseason looks like for women's volleyball right now. I'm, I'm definitely going to look into it more. And, and as we follow this down, I think it's worth looking into. The great thing about the volleyball team is, and this is one of those things where it's kind of cool because having your own network means that you can watch a lot of this on, on the Pac-12 network if you have it. And I just, it's a really impressive, cool experience i think it's a sport that really deserves more exposure it's one that i've had family members play and and really enjoyed watching and i wish i could participate more in it i'm not good at volleyball by any stretch but it's fun to watch and it's it's one of those things that's really easy to get into and you know our our women's volleyball team right now is six and oh on top of the conference followed by colorado and washington who are you know, four and zero and five and one respectively. So it's a big step for the University of Utah women's team to be this kind of competitive and and to have a star like that. I think it does bode well for the future, uh, for this sport and and for the competitiveness of the women's volleyball team. And as we look at the statistics for volleyball, it's no surprise that the leading individual leaders for the conference Danny Drew sits at 5.29 kills per set and leads overall with 111 kills she's followed by Mac May of UCLA that'll be a fascinating matchup when Utah and UCLA square off is is those are two of the better teams Utah will now play USC on the 12th at 3 p.m that game will be televised on the Pac-12 networks and so if you're looking to get a little rivalry fix and want to cheer on our, our lady Utes virtually, you can do that. Always get an opportunity to do that. We're going to shift gears a little bit here uh, and talk a little bit of men's lacrosse after the break. And of course, a break means that it's time for us to talk about one of our amazing sponsors. And the first one is one of my favorites. I hope you all had fun with your prop bets and lines and everything like that with the Super Bowl I had a pretty good weekend. If only there was a certain basketball club in New York that could have come through and, and covered for me, I think we would it would have been an even better weekend. But that's okay. That's part of the game. Uh, what we do want to transition into is the fact that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. So now that football is over, there is still NBA, college basketball, and NHL all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. So for all of my Bachelor fans out there, you can get your Bachelor bets in. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Maybe you want to put a little extra Skittles on the volleyball matches. I don't know why you wouldn't want easy money on those. And I have no idea what the odds might be for Bet Online, but I guarantee you that if you took the win for the University of Utah, you probably would have made some good money recently. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Again, 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, jumping back into it really quick. 
it was a big, like, as I said, it was a big weekend for Utah athletics across the board. Another program that I am near and dear to my heart. I played lacrosse in high school, so I've always kind of kept an eye on things. But it's also a program that is fast becoming one of the more competitive sports at the University of Utah. I think that the baseball team is a lot of fun. Boy, base, baseball, easy for me to say. It must be a Monday. Uh, I think the baseball team has been really fun to watch and, and develop, and they continue to grow, and hopefully that program will be able to get some games in this spring and show the work that the team has been putting in. We'll try and get you as many updates as possible. Alex Lundberg, who's also a producer at 1280, along with Jake and myself, covers baseball for utzone.com, is our resident baseball expert. We'll have him on to talk about the Utah baseball team, but Right now, I want to talk about Utah lacrosse because it was a big weekend for them. First of all, because they were on the on the turf on the field against Bellarmine or Bellarmine. I again five points if you can figure out how to pronounce things that I don't know how to pronounce. Five points for Gryffindor, um, but it was a big win on the road for the sticking Utes. Um, it was one of those games where it was kind of neck and neck early on. Um, but Utah seemed to control the tempo and control the pace of the game for the most part. And especially in the third period, that's where they really begin to start rolling. Uh, they jumped out to an early lead, 5-2, to two, and then Bellarmine came back and tied it up. I believe it was 6-6 six to six in the third period. And then Utah just went off with a uh, three-goal stretch in about the span of I want to say 90 seconds maybe a little bit more that gave them a nine to six lead uh that put them ahead for good they added three more goals uh to Bellarmine's one and and ended up winning that game 12 to seven but it was a big big game for Jordan Hyde he is a talented freshman attack from the great state of Michigan he was a three-star uh, recruit according to InsideLacrosse.com out of Brother Rice High School, but he had a phenomenal day on Saturday. Had four goals and uh, just really set the tone for the team. You know, Tyler Bradbury, another guy who stood out with three goals and an assist. Uh, Jared Andriella had a goal and had a had another strong performance, and then. Ramsey McCreary was another player that had a really strong game with three assists and one goal for the Utes as they went on the road against Bellarmine. He's a midi, a midfield player out of Woodlands High School in Woodlands, Texas. Most of the players on the roster for the, the lacrosse team are not from Utah, and so I think that's a real credit to Coach Brian Holman and the rest of his staff. Uh, Will Manny comes to mind that they've done a really tremendous job of, of recruiting, you know, Marcus Holman as well, uh, Adam Gittleman and Tim McDermott, the director of operations. This is a program that really has been built right and, and built from the ground up and really done a good job of, of getting the right kind of guys into the program to do some serious, serious work. And it's starting to show dividends, both with the performance on the field and the things that are happening off of it. Um, you know, this was a big win for them to go on the road. And they kind of hashtag road warriors labeled this season because they are on the road so much this year. In fact, the next game is going to be February the 20th at Air Force. That'll be a noon face-off for the lacrosse team. But this team is growing quickly. It is a younger group. They, uh, uh, you know, they've lost some some players. Jimmy Perkins has moved on. Perkins was the last Ute to score four goals. And, and somebody that I got to see in person, just a really, really talented player. 
uh, team captain. The, the, sad that he didn't get to finish out his 2020 season uh, completely the way that, that you would have liked to see it happen. Um, but they are just stacked all around the all around the team and, and watching them on offense, this team is precise. They know where to go with the ball. They have the talent to score goals. What what really stands out is is that this is an attacking team. It's fun to watch. They want to score goals. They want to get up the field. They want to be quick and attack quickly. And they're accurate. And and they showed that against Bellarmine. And it's that's a tough thing to go on the road and play against a program that's established, uh, you know, a program that's been around for much longer, and a program that really has some history and some some roots that are maybe a little bit deeper than this one in terms of D- Division One lacrosse. This is only Utah's second season, really, as a Division One lacrosse program. They are still an independent, though, and that was a, the other side of the big news for the program this weekend is that they were inducted into the ASUN or the ASUN conference for the 2021-2022 season. Now, if you're like me, you're probably wondering, what the heck is an ASUN? It's the old Atlantic Sun Conference. They've rebranded, and so now they're trying to expand their roots. This is a Southern Conference for the most part, but they are trying super hard to expand their roots into lacrosse and, and to develop a... Uh, strong conference association with uh with teams in division one lacrosse that that are independents as utah is one of those there's not a lot of strong programs out on the west and utah has built one in such a short amount of time that it's gotten to the point to where uh, there are conferences out there that want them to participate now you're probably wondering what teams is utah going to be facing in this they're actually going to set up a spe- special division with the teams that they're adding in. That'll be Air Force, it'll be Bellarmine, it'll be Cleveland State, Detroit Mercy, Robert Morris, and Utah, of course. So it will still be a lot of traveling for the Utes. They'll be able to go back and forth with Air Force. That'll be nice. Uh, but this will help them establish more home games at Utah. The, the atmosphere at Rice Eccles was pretty fun. I'm excited to see what they do in terms of where they'll be playing their games going forward. Uh, I wonder if maybe they'll transition over to the Ute soccer field with their recently completed stadium or if they continue to play at Rice Eccles. Uh, I, I know that having more space for fans is a big part about it because they do draw well, especially for a newer program. And they're one of the highest ranked programs in terms of uh, attendance in, in the West without a doubt. Um, and that includes Denver air force, etc. So this is a program that's definitely on the rise and, and joining the ASUN or the ASUN conference really does make a big difference for them. It, it's a conference affiliation that, that has relationships built in with things like you programming on ESPN right now if you want to watch a Utah lacrosse game you more often than not either have to stream it through the opposing team site which can get a little bit interesting the the Bellarmine let's call them announcing team uh is very very fond of Bellarmine and um I, I think that can be both good and bad when you're watching a broadcast. It can be super annoying. They they were very actually complimentary of Utah and the way the Utes played, but at the same time, you did get a lot of information about Bellarmine, and understandably so. That's the program that they know the most about. Just like when you come here to listen to Utah information, I'm not going to give you 
hours and hours and hours of, of content about Bellarmine or Arizona State or anybody else. But this is a really big move for them because it helps them be more established in lacrosse. And, and this is a conference that's already established lacrosse as, as a very important uh, aspect of, of what they do. And they've already developed uh, men's lacrosse uh, conference or league with the Southern Conference and now they're looking to expand that with a additional one uh, that will include the University of Utah. And it's going to help the program a lot because it just gives it more relevance. Like I talked about, it gives you a conference schedule. There may be some auto-bid situations with the conference now uh, in terms of getting into the NCAA championship tournament. This is going to be an interesting year because, as I've mentioned previously, the University of Utah is going to play Syracuse and Virginia this year. Those are two of the biggest lacrosse programs in the country. Uh, I would argue that North Carolina would be another one. But NCAA lacrosse is is a sport that's on the rise. It is one that doesn't get a ton of coverage. Uh, but I think it's just phenomenal that the University of Utah's lacrosse team is already on pace to join a conference in, after two years, essentially, of play. I guess you can kind of count last year. But they're also out there winning games, and that's very important to it. And all of this goes, and all of this is due to Coach Brian Holman and the players and the amount of work and effort that that staff puts into it. It's really fun to see the assistant coaches in the offseason go play for the PLL, Premier Lacrosse League. They were in town in Utah over the summer playing in their tournament during the whole NBA bubble, so I'm sure that some people might have missed it. It's a shame that nobody could get out and watch that, uh, but maybe in the future that'll lead to more um, more appearances here in Utah. For sure, it's something that I think fans in the state will enjoy. Lacrosse is a fairly easy sport to get into. It's fairly easy to understand. It's really easy to play as an adult even. In fact, I'm... You know, I, I haven't played in a long, long time, but maybe it's time for me to go buy a stick and, and start practicing again. I was never great with my stick work. I was what they call a long pole or a D-stick. I was a defenseman. Big shocker. Uh, usually the bigger guys on the field, but my biggest thing is I just like to hit people, and lacrosse was really great for that. Uh, you know, until you get thrown in the penalty box and, and your coach yells at you, at which point maybe you start to rethink if you should be playing lacrosse or maybe a different sport like rugby or something else like that. But I digress. So big weekend for the Utes lacrosse team. Uh, shout out to them. Shout out to Coach Holman. Uh, just a great job. And they'll get back to work for the next few weeks and, and look forward to uh, a tough match against the Air Force Falcons on the road on February the 20th. And as part of the recovery, I'm sure that the University of Utah men's lacrosse team will be consuming a fair amount of built bars. That's one of my favorite parts about Built Bar is Built Bar is it's a very versatile snack. You can use it as a recovery from the gym. If you're looking for more protein, you can use it as a bridge between meals. If you get that snack action going, if you if you get snackery, you know you need a little. If you get hangry like I do during the day, or if you've been running around all day and you're not able to get out to lunch, which does happen to me fairly often at my day job, I can snack on a built bar and I know it's not going to disrupt me from my diet plan because it has the 18 grams of protein. It is low in calories, only five net carbs. And the best part about it is it tastes really, really, really good. Uh, pay attention tomorrow as we'll be talking a little bit about some deals coming up with built bar. But in the meantime, go to builtbar.com, 
promo code locked on 20% off. You, I talk about favorite flavors all the time. If you haven't tried it yet, now's the time to do it. They have specials on the website all the time. Uh, 18 different flavors, some including nuts, some without it. If you have a nut allergy and it's just, it's the easiest way to have, to be prepared with the kind of snacks that you need to keep you going through the day, to keep you with that protein that you need, keep you going strong at builtbar.com and let's get built hashtag I'm built. All right. That about wraps it up for the show today. Like I said, looking forward to getting Jake back tomorrow, but wanted to touch on a couple different things that happened over the weekend as well. Uh, Utah's men's golf team had a phenomenal, uh, first opening tournament as they said sat at the top of the leaderboard for the pat hicks invitational after the team shot a 22 under through the first round with two more rounds to go sunday and today so their score of 266 is the lowest 18 hole score on record at utah the team is off to a great start uh leading the team this year is junior blake tomlinson who's tied for first after shooting seven under 65 he's a salt lake city utah native and this is another program that's on the rise. They just finished their new facility, and there's a lot of good things happening with this team, this program. Uh, I have become a golf addict, and so I'm most definitely going to try and cover the golf team as much as possible. So hopefully I can get some tips, some some help. I need all the help I can get. I, I really, really do. Uh, but Kudos to the men's golf team. Hope, hoping for a good result uh, on this Monday as they finish off their tournament, that they can finish strong and, and take home a win for the program. It would be a great start to the season for them. Additionally, the gymnastics team was just dominant again uh, as they competed against the Sun Devils of Arizona State. And they started out the match trailing a little bit and then had season-high vault and floor efforts to power themselves to a big victory over the 16th-ranked Sun Devils. Anytime you can get a win over an Arizona rival, it's definitely a good day. Final result, 197.450 to 197.150. A little bit of a closer match, as I said. They were actually trailing until they, as they went into, I believe it was balance beam, uh, and then just saw some really terrific scores on the vault and the floor. Miley O'Keefe won her third all-around title of the season, scoring her second straight, 39.525. And then Abby Paulson posted her second straight, 9.95 on beam. Both of those performances really powering the Utes to the Red Rocks, I should say, to a big win over Arizona State. Always good to see the Red Rocks doing what they do best. Uh, last men's tennis wins their fourth straight following a four to one win over New Mexico. That's a, as we've talked about previously on the program, this is a program that's definitely on the rise as they finished the season last year, winning five in a row. And now they've picked up where they left off and winning four straight. And just it's really good news for programs around the university of Utah athletic department that didn't get a chance to compete last year and now getting their shots. 
All right, gang, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Utes. Try to spread things out a little bit, give you a lot of different information about a lot of different programs. We will get more in-depth into what's going on with basketball, uh, any news or updates that might be happening with football and everything else as we go and progress throughout the week. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. To all of our new subscribers and our new listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We love having you. And this has been the Locked on Utes podcast for Monday, February 8th, 2021.